listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. Out There is Fridays from 4 until 5. And today is, today is, today is Friday, November 24th. Yes, yesterday was Thanksgiving. Um, and I have a, my, a story from my Thanksgiving. It's not really a story. It's really just yours truly talking stream of consciousness for about 16 minutes <laughs> as they took a hike through the sawmill hills on a special destination to honor my friend Dwayne, who who died last month. I also have today maybe some stories or something, um, and maybe I'll play a repeat clip or two from last week, maybe some songs, of course some songs. Uh, yeah, so today is Thanksgiving. My coworker Lingan was showing me when we saw each other at, at Valley Recycling. We both haul trash for pedal people, but he was showing me pictures from his phone because he went to the National Day of Mourning at Plymouth Rock yesterday. And there was a gathering there, people of lots of different ages. And I've never been to Plymouth Rock, but the picture he showed me, it looked like some Greek columns or something. And in my mind, Plymouth Rock was just like a big boulder. Um, but Lingan said that there actually, someone put some little rocks under it, under it, just to make sure there's like a rock at Plymouth Rock or something like that. And today, what else do I have? Stories of the day. I'm looking at my notes that are scribbled on my little page, and uh, I guess, oh yeah, last week was Fun Drive, so I wanted to thank people who donated to Fun Drive, and when I was doing my show last week, I, I was a little spacey. I mean, usually I'm maybe a little spacey, but I'm conscious of being spacey. I was a little spacey, but sort of unconscious of being spacey. <laughs> I think it was actually a little high. I'm really, and how it happened, like, I'm not someone that really, like, gets high, really, or drinks or anything like that, really, uh, very rarely, on, only on special occasions. But what happened was, <laughs> I found some little jars of uh, honey and an unidentified white substance on top. It was honey. I mean, who wouldn't who would pass up honey if you find honey? I like honey in my tea, and the white stuff on top. Well, it felt like some kind of oil, and it didn't smell bad. So I tried a little bit. I don't know. I found them maybe a couple, a few months ago. So I, you know, I had a little bit. I was mostly scooping the honey from the bottom and not paying attention to the solidified white stuff on the top. But as I started, you know, over the course of a few months, as I'm adding a little bit to my honey, little by little. I mean, to my tea, little by little. And then I'm making my way up into the white solidified stuff. And uh, I had decided that it was, I mean, it, had, it occurred to me that possibly it was laden with, with some sort of pot kind of extracts or whatever you call that. But it didn't seem to have any effect on me until I kept, until I put bigger and bigger spoonfuls of it into my tea. And as I recall, last Friday, last Friday around noon, I guzzled a big cup of tea with a spoonful of that in it. And then I tried to do my radio show, and it was fun to drive. And so, I'm sorry, listeners. Apparently, my housemates who were listening said, oh, no, you sounded fine. And I said, well, that was good, because I can't remember anything I said, really. <laughs> I'll try not to do that again. It's not very professional. Meh. Well, I'm not getting paid anyway. 
Next on out there, I I I I, I will play. Um, shoot, I am looking for my clips. Here they are. I guess I'll just keep. You'll just have to keep on listening to me talk. I guess if you tuned in out there, you don't mind hearing me talk. So here's the story of the of this is more of my grieving process with Dwayne. And if, if you get tired of it, oh, well, there's plenty of other stations to choose from. Oh, also, I last week I was told that the on air, the on air, what do you call it? The broadcast over the air through the radio wasn't working a lot. But my friends who listened to my housemates who listened said when it cut out on the radio, they just listened online and it wasn't any they didn't have any problem hearing it online. Mm, OK, Uh here we go. I was thinking about an old letter of Dwayne's that I came across. I think this was after one of our many breakups when we, of course, stayed friends. And he said, you have cemented a place in my heart and soul. And now that he's dead, one of the last things he texted to me before he died when he was in the ER and I was in Kentucky was... The last 13 years have been a blast, and now it's all for a want. <laughs> is it? Like, what What happened to that love? What does that even mean? What does that even mean that when you've shared love with someone and then they're gone, where, where did it go? When I think about people that I love... And then when I go, when I'm dead, like when I love people, I want my love to help them feel more confident of their place in the world and self-assured and, and all that. So I guess if that's what Dwayne's love gave me, then it's in me. That's what they say. At least that's what we like to believe to make us feel better. But I also kind of feel like, no, that love came from that person, and that person's dead, and that love is gone. But of course, it's up to the living to take what we want and tell ourselves the story that we think is going to be most beneficial to ourselves and our community and the remaining living ones. Dwayne, I will love and remember you forever. It's Thanksgiving Day 2023, a month after you died, a month exactly, <laughs> given that you died in exactly a three-day, two-day period, 22nd to the 24th, and today's the 23rd. <laughs> when does someone die exactly, and when are they still alive? If someone dies and you don't know it, or if they're missing, they're still alive. Anyway... I'm taking a walk, a Thanksgiving Day walk through the Sawmill Hills, coming from the Ryan Road, Florence, Spring Street side, trying to make it over to the land where you grew up on Sylvester Road. I don't have ashes. I think your son's got those, and I haven't heard from him. But I've got a little, a little bag of coffee beans that my brother gave me in Kentucky the day that you died. And so 
I throw a coffee bean here or there when I get the notion and want to feel connected to you. The last thing we texted that night when you were in the ER at Cooley Dick and I was in Kentucky and we were saying our goodbyes. The last thing we texted was what to do with your remains and he said dump them on a mossy rock off of Sylvester Road and of course I knew which one you were talking about and I felt a little bad for that being like the last thing we texted this logistical stuff instead of like I love you and I'll remember you forever but that is the way that you ensure I ensure that that, that was my promise that I will remember you forever when I promise to do that but when I remember times that Dwayne and I walk these trails together and then I think about when Mark and I walk these trails together maybe now and I, I, different people Alex different people that I've walked these trails with Barry other friends and then people who have gone before us it's a lot of people to remember <laughs> like remember Robert of Robert's Meadow he loved the land and think about the people that lived here, you know, way before the Europeans came. And all the animals and uh, there's so many spirits here. And it's up to us, I guess, to choose which ones to keep alive. Because I don't want to keep alive the bad spirits, the destructive ones. What is a bad spirit, you know? Like, I would think a bad spirit is a machine that blows up the mountains for coal where I'm from. But even people who destroy, you can't label them a bad spirit because people do what they do for so many different reasons. And you know, I, I, I do things that are cause harm unintentionally, like when I start a really smoky fire because I just didn't build it smart and right. Or maybe I was trying to cut corners because of something else I had to prioritize in life. So all these spirits that came before us, who are they? Where are they? Are they just in our heads? Most of our realities are just in our heads. Based on what we know or what we think we know or what we've seen or experienced, which is pretty limited. God, like when you look on the microscopic scale, God, we see nothing with a naked eye. There's a mossy rock. Maybe I should throw Dwayne's coffee beans there. <laughs> like, what if I don't find the mossy rock? The mossy rock where he and I went and had... He showed me he was so uh, amazed. Had been amazed all his life. I don't know why this rock is always so mossy, but it's always been this mossy. As long as I've known it, he said, and he was 50-some years old. That's pretty special for a piece of nature to remain unchanged in that way, unchanged to the naked eye. But that was probably about 10 years ago that he and I were there. I wonder if it'll still be mossy. And it wasn't like it was on a path, so I'm gonna have to search to find it. Usually when I go into the sawmill hills, I only do a mile or two loop. But today, the mossy rock it's about three miles by my estimation southwest. So you follow the red trail due west. Okay, not exactly due west. It wanders a bit, but mostly west. And then the carriage road turns south. 
but you don't take that, Alex said. Alex says, don't take that. That goes by the cliff. You don't want to go there. You keep on following the red trail west until you get to the green trail, which turns south, and that's the one you want. I like that people have put sticks and little log pieces perpendicular to the trail in the swampy spots so I can, we can, people can walk over without getting their feet wet. So I was going to enter the sawmill hills where I normally do, which is if you go down Pine Street, heading southwest, and just keep on going straight across mm, Spring Street by the chart pack place there and the power, the transformer place and the road that goes to the water department. Well, that's where I usually go in, but then Alex said, oh, that one's, that entrance is closed because the water department tested the water in the well and it had high E. coli or something count, maybe from too many dogs pooping around there or people, who knows. But, so I had to find another entrance. So I tried to go off of Ava's Circle, off of Ryan Road, but I couldn't find where I was supposed to cut in between people's houses and yards. So instead I went on Ryan Road before Ava's Circle, down the hill from Ava's Circle, right up against a house that once upon a time I helped build as a Habitat for Humanity house. There's a little Sawmill Hills conservation area sign, like, I don't know, 20 feet off of Ryan Road that lets you know that that's where the trail is, but it's very subtle and easy to miss. And in fact, I missed it this morning, my first time riding by till I turned around and got it again. Because I actually haven't been to the Sawmill Hills in months, I don't think even though I live here in Florence. Oh, it looks like here's the green trail. I guess that blaze is green, sort of greenish, aquaish. Yeah, I'll call that green. Well, I'm off the blaze trails now and onto a trail that goes down into the valley of Sylvester Road. I don't know where, whose property it abuts. It says private property on the map but I'm looking for that mossy rock. Well, that trail just led into someone's backyard off of Sylvester Road that I didn't recognize, and I don't know if it was north of Uncle Doug's or south of Uncle Doug's. Fortunately, though, there were no hunting signs. I'm wearing my neon yellow fluorescent, fluorescent uh, hat in case there's anybody hunting. So now I'm just bushwhacking south along the rise and trying to avoid the swampy area that I had to tiptoe through. Rocks so covered with moss, I couldn't tell when I stepped on them if the moss was going to sink down into the water if there was actually, or if there was actually a rock underneath. Oh, I see the honey pine. Dwayne always called that, that pine tree with multiple, big multiple trunks, the honey pine. So now I know I'm right above Doug's. And um, in the vicinity, there's snow on the ground from yesterday's snow slush fall. So it's kind of nice to crunch through it and see the tracks of other creatures that have been through. The honey pine is about four feet in diameter and about eight feet high, eight to 10 feet up it splits into four trunks that are each about one and a half to two feet in diameter. 
or more. I don't know why Dwayne called it the honey pine. Ha, but I'll throw it some coffee beans in remembrance. There it is, the mossy rock. It wasn't even far. I can see it from right here. I remember the first time Dwayne showed me his homeland where he grew up, the woods, the land where he grew up. And he brought me here to the mossy rock. He was so excited to share it with me. And now that I'm here, so it's probably, I don't know, 30 feet long and 10 or 12 feet tall. And on the north side, it has these lichens that are hanging off of it like floppy leaves. Like some of them are big, like magnolia leaves. I mean, they're anywhere from like an inch in diameter to like 10 inches long. Just like, ah, uh, like olive green on the top and black on the bottom. Black and sort of like velvety on the bottom and green, olive green and smooth on top. The rock looks a little like granite to me, but I don't know my rocks. Dwayne was also into geology. He was really into rocks and stuff. I remember once going to the Rock Museum at Smith College. I forget the McSomething building, science building. In the hallways, there's all these displays of different rock samples, or at least there used to be, open to the public. And the bright green frilly moss on top of this rock is like four inches deep, three to four inches deep, thick. I made him a shrine with coffee beans and sticks. I love you, baby. I think of how much of himself Dwayne shared with me and how much he, he opened up. And I wonder, will I ever get to know someone else in that way? Probably if I want to. <laughs> Probably if I create the safe environment for someone to share who they are with me. <laughs> if I make time. And if I get something that's worth it for me, too. Dwayne was so devoted to me, more than I ever asked for. <laughs> it was almost too much sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean devoted in his way. <laughs> Not like, not like, not like uh, sexually devoted, <laughs> or at least not after the early years. But you know, the older I get, the more I realize that that's kind of the norm for human beings. I like to be married in some way, or like committed in some way, like to have like chosen family or domestic partners, but then to also have girlfriends, boyfriends, or other friends, whatever, gender friends that may or may not be romantic or sexual in some way. Now I'll go see if Doug's home and wish him a happy Thanksgiving if he is. Either way, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. On the walk back home now. It's beautiful, I feel free. I don't feel tired or sore or anything. And I just remembered the book that Now wrote me and gave me. Now writes these tiny micro books. They can fit in the palm of your hand with pictures, I can't just, the illustrations, oh, so finely tiny drawn illustrations, but the book is from Duane's, now imagining Duane's perspective and words to me, and the title is, Ain't Going Anywhere. 
I made a lot of soup for you so that I can become a part of your muscles. There's a steaming bowl of soup. There's me flexing my muscles with my bike helmet on. Quote, Ruthie, you have a voice. Use it. End quote. I am in your voice. I am in your tears and snots. There's a Valley Free Radio microphone, loudspeaker. And there's a eyelid with a teardrop coming out and Dwayne's head in the teardrop. I am everywhere. There's a bike wheel <laughs> and the um, stem cap is a little stick figure of Dwayne. You cared and loved me. There's a big, a gigantic cans for cancer can with me and Dwayne holding it up. And Dwayne says, I can do it. And Ruthie says, we can do it. And it says, together we have mighty power. Your love, your love was limitless and universe. There's the stars and moon. And now it's my turn to show you that my love is limitless. It's okay if you fall in love with another person because I can wait for you and love you forever. No need to rush. I am in you. There I am. And on my shadow, you can see Dwayne's face. I am eternal. And there's a lotus flower with a frog on it. The frog that turned into a prince, I'm sure. I am here. There's a picture of the earth. And there's Dwayne holding a sign that says, I ain't going anywhere. And the cloud words say, where do you need a ride to? And Dwayne says, I don't need a ride. I can bike to Ruthie. And then the next last page says, thank you. And there's Dwayne on one knee holding a big heart on his back. I love you. And there's the sun shining at the very end. Yeah, I felt light and free till I read that tearjerker. Thanks now. <laughs> I look around, I see 
to Marvin Gaye. You're listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. I'm your host, Ruthie Woodrink. That was a real tearjerker, that little piece about Dwayne in my day yesterday. Uh, But hey, that was real. That was my week of, that was my weekly, my weekly grieving spot. Um, Time, wait, my grieving wave. That was the wave, the weekly wave. It is November 21st when all else fails tell the time and date and it's 4 29 p.m according to the studio clock next on out there uh, oh yeah so Dwayne had a memorial on November 12th it was really great all these different people from different parts of his life came like um uh some pedal people because he'd done pedal people for about seven years um retired judge Michael Goggins because he'd been through the courtroom for many years uh uh, uh, the former um, counselor from up at the jail, someone that met him on a park bench. I think I may have said all these things in my last show. I can't remember if I did or not. People from the neighborhood, people from Friends of Northampton Trails, people from the Cancer Connection, uh, his son, who he hadn't seen or talked with for a bunch of, for 
years. Well, maybe had seen, but hadn't talked with. Anyway, thanks for listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. I'm your host, Ruthie Woodring. I wanted to give a little update about the flow up. So the flow up housing cooperative is something that my house, 6 and 8 High Street, is uh, has been working on creating for the last, well, well, I guess you could say we've been working on creating it since 2003, kind of, informally, but very formally as an official housing cooperative for this past, for the past like nine months, maybe. And we're supposed to have the closing next week where... Uh, my housemates and I, who live there, are buying it. Are are oh gosh, legal stuff. Help me. Um, our ho- we Alex and Sarah and I are part of the Flow Up Cooperative that's been created, a legal entity with a board and all that. And the Flow Up is purchasing the house from. I think from me and Alex and Tammy and Matt. Yes, that's who legally, that's who's owned the house for the last, since 2005. Now it's all coming to me. Yes, I and Alex and Tammy McBath Kozik and Matt Kozik, Alex Jarrett and I have legally owned the house. Now we created this entity, the Flow Up Housing Cooperative, which will more people than me and Alex and his spouse Sarah will be part of. And now the flow up will own it into the future because Tammy and Matt moved and they're selling us their half of the duplex. Uh, that was a whole mouthful. It, that's why it's taken a year to figure this out, almost a year. And Alex has been doing lots of the, the legal work. Oh, just uh, so much stuff. Yeah, we like we failed our fire inspection a couple weeks ago because... Um, part of the house had been, part of the house had been updated with a hardwired smoke alarm system. And apparently if some of the house has been that all of the house has to be. So we had to have an electrician come in and then we had to have the house re-inspected. The fire chief herself came out and did it. Yeah. And we thought we were going to fail again, but we squeaked through. But apparently, and when it's pass or fail, there is no, you just, you pass. We passed. Yes, we passed last week. <laughs> we were happy about that. So one of the things I'm working on, we're working on for the flow op is we're um, just trying to get our mission statement and all our house agreements, our agreements for each unit, because it's two units, six high street and eight high street. And then it's like a whole house thing with a shared yard. We're trying to get all those agreements written down and agreed upon. Uh, And so one of the things that I, that my little piece of writing, I'm trying to do a draft. I've done a draft of sort of like a mission, part of the mission introduction to the house. Um, um, uh, <laughs> land acknowledgements are, are very uh, are are kind of popular these days and in some circles, and I think there's a place for that. But I also am concerned that that uh, is just some feel good language that happens to be hip right now. Unless it's really you know, followed by 
redistributing land and resources. So uh, anyway, here's my proposal for a sort of part of the part of what I want the flow up to be. Um, this place we live, called a property and labeled Six and Eight High Street, is one tiny piece of the larger Earth. Many dreamers have inhabited it before us and have left by force or will. We member residents who live here at this time hold it in common. Our charge is to share what we have been given with others who treat it with respect as best we can in a way that's sustainable for us. This can look like welcoming bike path visitors with a bench, phone, food pantry, bike repair station, etc. Welcoming kids to play in the yard on the swings and visit pets such as ducks and chickens. Giving yard tours. Hosting overnight and short-term guests. Hosting potlucks, house concerts, music nights, workshops, meetings. We choose this lifestyle, believing it will help us and our neighbors feel more whole and less trapped by insular, consumeristic living. Which reminds me, today is Buy Nothing Day. Um, well, I'll play another song. This is Cleveland P. Jones with Kiss of Freedom.
was Cleveland P. Jones. I heard that on WEIV the other day. I was I think I was mopping the kitchen floor and chilling out to, I think it's 106.3, smooth jazz with a touch of soul and like no advertising. <laughs> uh, but the DJ also did announce that today was Buy Nothing Day, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, um, so... I was, before the music, I was talking about the Flow-Op housing cooperative that we're creating at my house in Florence. And one of the things we're trying to raise money for is for Equity Trust, who's supporting us. Uh, And it's a tax deductible. So I'll just read you the letter I sent out to some friends uh, Alex Jarrett and Sarah Howard and I have been working all year to establish the Flow Up Housing Cooperative, where we live at 6 and 8 High Street in Florence. The point of the housing co-op is to keep our home affordable for the foreseeable future and owned by whoever lives here. One way to preserve affordability is for the land the house sits on to be owned by a community land trust with a 99-year lease. We've been working with Amherst-based Equity Trust throughout this whole process. Equity Trust is a nonprofit whose mission is to help people create alternative land ownership models. Currently, there is an Amherst Community Land Trust, but we would like to create one in Northampton, with the flow-up, 6 and 8 High Street, being the first housing cooperative to be part of it. Equity Trust has agreed to hold the land while we create a community land trust, and they need to cover their costs while they're holding it. Equity Trust estimates it will cost them $12,000. These costs will be passed on to the flow op, increasing our rent. If you're interested in donating to Equity Trust to support the creation of an affordable housing co-op and land trust in Northampton, we'd really appreciate it. Donations are tax deductible and must be received before November 30th. Oh, that's coming up. Today's the 24th. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and you can go to equitytrust.org slash donate. And please designate that your donation is to support the Flow Op Cooperative. Yes. Thank you. Um, and next on out there, I was feeling like a little John Prine today. In the city And me and Loretta like living there Well it's been years since the kids have grown A life of their own And left us alone John and Linda Living Omaha 
Joe is somewhere on the road And we lost Davy in the Korean War And I still don't know what for It don't matter anymore You know that old trees just grow stronger And old rivers grow wilder every day Old people just grow lonesome Waiting for someone to say Hello in there Hello talk much more She sits and stares through the back door screen And all the news just repeats itself Like some forgotten dream That we both sing Someday I'll go and call up Rudy together at the factory But what could I say if he asked what's new Nothing was with you Nothing much to do You know that old trees just grow stronger And old rivers grow wilder Every day Old people just grow lonesome Waiting for someone to say Hello in there Hello If you're out walking down the street sometime And spot some hollow ancient ass Well please don't just pass them by and stare As if you didn't care Say hello in there 
listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. I'm your host, Ruthie Woodring. I know what else I wanted to talk about today before the hour's up. By the way, Democracy Now! comes on at 5 o'clock. Uh, but I, someone asked me at Bike Lab last week, oh, by the way, there will not be Bike Lab tomorrow. No Bike Lab tomorrow, Saturday. I got to do a pedal people route because it was postponed from uh, yesterday, Thursday. My Thursday route postponed till Saturday. And also Paige has COVID, but she's getting better. Uh, so no bike lab tomorrow. Now, where was I? Where did I start? Oh, so last week at bike lab, someone says, someone who who Dwayne had worked on their bike with them years back said, hey, Ruthie, how's, how's, how's things going with Dwayne's estate? <laughs> Which means cleaning out his apartment at Cahill. Um, and I said, oh, it's, it's, it's good. It's going well. I just have like one more, a big dresser and a table and chairs and a desk to, to find homes for. Um, but yeah, everything seems manageable. And so I have posted, I posted the dresser on Craigslist, which I was informed today. Craigslist is old school, Ruthie. You got to put it on Facebook marketplace, but I'm not on Facebook. Anyway, so I posted it on Craigslist, a pretty nice dresser. I posted it for a hundred dollars, even though Dwayne got it from the Salvation Army for 50 and that was 12 years ago or something like that. (laughs) Um, so, but it's, it's a nice dresser. And anyway, I posted it on Craigslist and immediately someone replied. I got an email. Well, yeah, I got an email that said, is it still available? Message me with an area code, uh, that wasn't a 413 area code. And I thought, Hmm, that was a very quick reply. I just, I don't even think it had been up for 15 minutes and the area code's not local. It has a real name to go with it. Okay, well, okay, sure, I'll message them. I'm trying to move this dresser. And so I texted, message, texted them on my Google Voice using the name that was given to the email. I said, Lauren, yes, I still have the dresser posted on Craigslist. Oh, by the way, the fact that the, the email didn't say what the item was was a little bit of a red flag, too. I said, Lauren, yes, I still have the dresser posted on Craigslist. Call me if you want more information. I'm more likely to hear my phone ring than a text notification. So what did Lauren do? Oh, no, she did not call me. She texted me. They, this AI, whoever, whatever. They texted. I got a text back that said, okay, I'm interested. I will have to send movers for the pickup as I'm out of town for a project. I intend to mail you a bank certified check for the payment and wait till you cash it before sending movers for the pickup. I'm willing to add an extra $50 for the hold. And I thought about that. I said, hmm, that's a little odd, but, uh, well, I said, okay, I think that would work. What's your timeline? And I got a text back that said, just till this coming weekend, I'll only need your name and mailing address to proceed. And that was when I was like, hmm, no. And I... And I looked on Craigslist at scams, at Craigslist scams, and they say that what they do is they, it's just, it's just like a classic where a distant person offers a genuine looking but fake check of some kind, bank check, cashier's check, whatever. And 
they'll you'll receive an email or text where someone offers to buy your item in advance, sight unseen, and without meeting you in person. Like, why would this person say they want to buy the dresser and have movers to come pick it up when they've never even seen it? <laughs> and yeah, the classic scam, in the classic scams, like they, they offer to pay you more to hold it. And what happens is the, the banks will cash a fake check and then they hold you responsible when the check fails to clear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the owner is always traveling or relocating or, or out of town. Um, and the, the scammer may pretend to be unable to speak by phone. They prefer to operate by text or email. That was why I said, call me. And they did not call me. Uh, anyway, I told them, sorry, I'd rather deal with someone I can meet in person. And I blocked their number. But I still have the dresser. Maybe I'll take it to the Salvation Army. Because uh, I don't know if I want to get into whole, that whole Facebook marketplace thing. What would I rather do? Ride my bike with a big trailer on it to Hadley with a big dresser on it. Well, I would use the e-bike. Would, would I rather ride that thing to the Salvation Army and drop it off or post it on Facebook marketplace? I think I'd rather go for a bike ride. <laughs> Yeah, I think I might do that tomorrow. You're listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening today. I'm your host, Ruthie. Stay tuned for Democracy Now! coming up at 5 o'clock. And, and what? I'm not sure what else. I'm not really sure what else to say. Um, yeah. So I guess the song I was hoping... Oh yeah, yeah. They there's a whole mute. There's a whole mute button on some things. There's a whole mute button on the on some uh, uh, video things or whatever. This is Garth Brooks. Just an ordinary name. When I close my eyes, I see the way this world shall be. When we go you see somebody in distress, do the right thing. There's only one race, and that's mankind. We are one people. We are one family. We are one nation. When the last child cries for a crust of bread, when the last man dies for just words that he said, when there's shelter over the poorest head. We are here today to welcome home our heroes. The last thing we notice is the color of skin. And the first thing we look for is the beauty within. When the skies and the oceans are clean again, we shall be The earth really doesn't belong to us. We belong to the earth. We shall be free. Together, we're strong. Together, we're one. Every human has the right to be free. Where you live should not decide whether you live or whether you die. To love anyone we choose. In this world's big enough for all different views. We all 
from our own kind of view. It's time to love. We shall be free, yeah. In spite of all reasons to hate. We shall be free. Free from ignorance. We shall free to change the world. We've got to celebrate our differences. Have hope. Believe in yourself. Let's stick together. Together, we can make a difference. The greatest power we have is our ability to love. Let's work together to find a cure. And when money talks for the very last time, it takes courage to rise above it all. Your children. Children are our best hope for the future. Hey, smarten up. Stay in school. We're all in the same family. Let's take care of each other. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. God bless the children. Unite. Believe. Forgive. Love one another. Peace. Take you to his mansion in the sky She's 41 and her daddy still calls her baby All the folks around Brownsville say she's crazy Cause she walks downtown with a suitcase in her hand Looking for a mysterious dark-haired man
Stahl from Ian Stahl Music, and you're listening to Valley Free Radio 103.3 FM WXO JLP at Northampton.